0: Welcome to Zine Thursday. I am your host, Logar the Barbarian, and I've got a guest with us today who is just so happens to be former CEO at Steve Jackson Games and has been cranking out a lot of cool zines and other role playing games here independently on his own. Philip Reed, welcome. Thank you for having me. It's good to have you. We we got this recording going, we had a few hiccups getting started, but we're we're, we're going forward now. So you have a couple zines that are currently crowdfunding on Kickstarter right now. Is that correct?
1: Yes. I've got two different books of magic items up as a single Kickstarter campaign right now. And they are specifically uh, OSR. It's basically for any edition or variant of the Ampersand game. (laughs) And people can just grab the items and tweak. I always prefer to write stuff that's got some hooks on it for GMs to work with and then yeah. enough openings for the GM to like sprinkle their own details in and just make it theirs.
0: Yeah. That I, I like those kinds. Uh, in fact, you, you have done that with previous books we have a few ongoing, uh, characters and threads that have made it in from some of the other supplements in our current campaign as well because of that. So. <laughs>
1: That's that's exactly why I do that. I love to write stuff that I consider, like, maybe workhorse or toolkit material, just things GMs can, like, mix and match and use what they like and throw away the rest.
0: Yeah, I, I like that. I, I, the stuff that I have of yours that I've been using, it, it works like that. Like, I'll read through this. Oh, this gives me a good idea here. This gives me a good idea there. I can use it. And they... There's usually something that leads on for a while. I'd like let's take a look and maybe there's an example of that in uh we got is it Zex? Yes. Zex Zex Shop of Riches. Yes. So is this just magic items in here in the Shop of Riches or what are we expecting here?
1: It's D100 magic items but Don't expect just your routine magic items. There's curse stuff. There's just weird things in there. And then there's also a section that's D100 rumors. And those are rumors of like magic items, magic events, strange things. Mm -hmm. And those are intended as more just little hooks the game master can grab. And you you know how the players are. (laughs) They're just going to keep screwing everything up. So when they ignore every thread you've got for them, you can throw a couple of these out and just, I don't know, hopefully punish them for not following your storyline. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it definitely happens. I, 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 I'm less on trying to craft a storyline they have to follow these days and the more on trying to throw things out there, knowing the world around it and being able to respond to them.
1: <laughs> I was joking with a couple people and they were like, well, I don't know what to do. Like if I've got this adventure and it's designed in a tower and the players are like, I'm not going there and they go somewhere else. And I'm like, well, it's easy. You just dump them in a forest of towers, and it doesn't matter which one they go into. It's the <laughs> one you got prepared. And if they don't get into one, you just keep sending monsters at them until they go hide in the tower or die.
0: And and, and the good part of like, like dungeoneering or towering, like tower f- follows the same thing. Is yeah. That when you go in, you've got... Uh, it's like an adventure flow chart, essentially, in the structure of your tower and or dungeon. You have a lot more control of what the players can or can't do in that setting because yeah. it's confined and they're going through that. <laughs> and,
1: and it's fun to give the players some say in like the story and what's happening. But mm-hmm. there comes a point you've just got to murder them and get a new party because <laughs> these guys are worthless and they're not doing <laughs> what you need them to.
0: The other one that we have here is is that Tischler tinder's yes. tome of treasures and I, I like the cover on that that's a that's a neat uh i'm gonna say an old wizard feller looking on the, on the yep. front there
1: yeah and that is uh i'm gonna say more of the same <laughs> there d100 selection of treasures and then another d100 selection of rumors and both of these follow the model i put together for a book earlier this year called uh, marco's market of magical merchandise and uh Almost physically identical, that book was 40 pages, these two are 48 pages each, so there's uh, little longer entries, but again, it basically boils down to D100 magic items, every single one of which is basically an adventure hook in some way. And then the D100 rumors that, again, are just uh, little encounter hooks and ideas that the GM can use as they wish.
0: So I, I want to change the, the topic here a little bit in a related direction. The Kickstarter itself, this will drop on Thursday. You still got another week or so to get onto that. Could you tell us a bit about what the Kickstarter is, how much how much it is to grab these and what they'd be looking at when they get them?
1: Yeah, the uh, PDF reward is you get both books in PDF, and it's just five bucks, which is more than I typically do, but I'm also changing my life right now. And where these were 90% hobby and 10% uh, quote-unquote work, I have to now flip that because this is going to be basically my full-time career going forward. And uh, the print reward is 26 bucks, and you get both uh, books saddle-stitched. They're full-color, A5-sized, so it's a lot of content. And then I've got a couple other reward levels. Like if somebody missed the Marco's Market of Magical Merchandise, there is a reward that gets you all three books to magic items at once. And then some retailer rewards because a handful of retailers like to get my stuff and sell it in their stores.
0: Yeah. I, I actually saw a couple of your books at our local game shop here just recently for the first time they've popping up. I was like, Oh yeah. (laughs) So I got pretty excited for that. Now, You mentioned something. You said things might be changing. I think things changed over at Steve Jackson Games where you were over there. When we spoke to you last, you were CEO over there at Steve Jackson Games. Can you tell us what's happened, what's going on, what's going on with you, and what's going on over at Steve Jackson Games?
1: Yeah. um, Steve and I have been talking for the last year looking for somebody to take over for me so I could step down as CEO. Um, Just for health and sanity reasons, I need a change. And we've got somebody in place. They're starting to take over and run things. I'm actually taking the entire month of May off from Steve Jackson games and starting in June, I'll be putting a little bit of time each week into helping them with crowdfunding and some art direction. But it basically boiled down to for my health and sanity, I needed a change Uh, running, running a business, me responsible for a few dozen people's lives and income you hit a breaking point and the pandemic was especially brutal on just trying to manage everything. And my goal all along was to protect, protect everyone's job mm-hmm. through that. And I didn't realize until I was about halfway through the last three years that I was essentially killing myself, like literally killing myself, <laughs> <laughs> which uh, is not the way to cre- keep writing and creating things as far as I know.
0: Yeah, that sounds difficult. There is the idea of the tortured artist there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but I think you have to be breathing and able to stand up. Like, (laughs) (laughs) spells and just dizzy problems and just stress was too much. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to abandon everybody, though. That was important to me. I I didn't go through the last 15 plus years working with everybody there to just walk
0: Well, I'm looking forward to what you have coming out in the future because that sounds like you're going to have a lot more that you're going to be putting out there because of this. I'm assuming it just as your own, not with Steve Jackson Games, and I'm I'm excited about that.
1: (laughs) I'm excited about this because over the last three or four years, everything I've done has been like in spare moments here and Mm -hmm. there, and as a hobby. So I haven't been able to do the bigger things that I'd like. And now going forward, I'm going to have a lot more personal time that I can invest in bigger projects. Uh, Like I've been playing around with a essentially coffee table book of content for GMs, all new material, but it's a 12 inch by 12 inch square hardcover. So it's just massive because one of the things I love is just experimenting with formats, different Mm -hmm. sizes, different types of folds, just different everything that I can get my hands on.
0: Yeah, that's one thing I was gonna actually bring up and ask you about because you have put out some like you put out. I've got the delayed blast game master, which I know you can pick up on drive I don't know if there's physical copies anywhere. There's on currently. only
1: there's only digital copies on drive RPG. I've done three issues of that. Mm-hmm. I actually have two new issues uh, roughed out, outlined, and I've been oh, nice. writing on it. And whenever I take those two to Kickstarter or Five one project. I'm finding most people would prefer to get a little more stuff at once because it helps offset the overall shipping costs. Mm -hmm. um, The current project, shipping two books at the same time, the postage cost is almost identical for two as it is one. Mm -hmm. Just places. But yeah, whenever I do the Kickstarter for the two new issues... All for the three previous delay blast game master issues. Excellent, those are super fun to write because it's basically I don't have any one subject, I just do whatever the hell I feel like.
0: Yeah, it's like a, it's like a, so. This the delay blast game master is cool because it is a black and white Z, like eight and a half by 11 format, folded down. It's on a really cool. nice uh stock paper that they, they printed out on, it's really sturdy. Um, But it's neat. As opposed to a lot of the stuff you've been putting out, the formats have been, I've even got a record over there and I've heard rumors of a cereal box. (laughs) So it's a a lot of different styles and formats that aren't like the other books that I have.
1: Yeah, I've done cassettes, CDs, uh, giant like folding poster maps. I did an accordion book. I've got a 12 inch record, uh, basically ready to go.
0: I'm curious about the music on the 12-inch record. What is there?
1: I can absolutely share that with you.
0: Who made the music? Is it yours? Or? Oh, I'm excited! To hear. I'm excited yeah. about that. That's cool. <laughs>
1: I made a mini disc last year. That was super fun. I did a crazy flash drive. Actually, I've got the flash drive sitting here. Mm-hmm.
0: I remember we you had mentioned that at one point in time the flash drive. Yeah, uh, it, that looked the the tape one that you uh, recently.
1: Yeah, it looks like a cassette, but it's.
0: It's got a, like a USB drive on the cassette that you can, that flips out, but it looks like a, it's almost credit card, credit card thickness, it seems.
1: Yeah. It's uh, intended to be basically credit card sized Mm -hmm. and I just thought it would be fun. So it's loaded with my free Mjorkborg PDFs and there's a plague grave, which was a mini disc I created. That's five tracks and and encounter ideas and that's on here. So it's music, it's game content, just whatever.
0: So I'm gonna jump and switch up and ask you a question that I've uh, I'm I'm curious about is we have a lot of folks who listen who are putting out their own zines and making their own stuff, and you have well you have quite a you you when it comes to just kickstarters that you've been doing on your own you've done like what like one a month for the last couple of years or around maybe I might may, might be overstating that
1: the the current project that just launched uh, this week mm-hmm. is. My ninth project of 2023
0: is your ninth in this year. So what kind of advice would you give folks who are out there trying to get into it or doing it themselves and making their own stuff?
1: If you go to Kickstarter, I would recommend the first project you do be all digital rewards. No crazy add-ons or choices. Just this is the thing. This is what it costs. Try and have it as close to done as possible and try and deliver the PDF to everyone as quickly as you can because your goal is just to understand the platform and give people their stuff. Kickstarter is weird and it doesn't matter how many Kickstarter projects you've backed. Every time you run a new project, you're going to learn something new. And my opinion is start with digital so you can make all your mistakes in such a way you're not also losing money on printing and shipping. And once you're ready to move into print, try and have as much work as done as possible. Like for the current campaign, both of the books are fully written and uh, ready to move into the editing process and they're fully laid out. I mean, they're essentially to the point where when the campaign ends, I'll send uh, pre-release PDFs to all the backers and start the editing process. I, every now and then make the mistake of running a Kickstarter campaign where the creative work isn't done up front. Mm-hmm. And I, had problems where you just have a mental struggle with, Oh God, why am I not done with this? I should have been done with this. And the more you stress over it, the less work you get. done. (laughs) So where possible, I try and have all the creative work ready up front. That way, I know what I'm delivering to people. And even if I get hit by a bus, the work is done and ready to move forward.
0: And you've been largely doing this through Kickstarter itself, correct? Like you, you haven't really done like a, a storefront shop or anything like that to this point. Are there plans to do slightly differently or look at other approaches?
1: No, not at this time. And the reason I don't want to have an ongoing storefront is that's just a distraction and commitment. I'd rather try and focus my attention on whatever I'm creating at the time and not have to worry about shipping things. I've got some retailer backers who get my stuff and sell, like Noble Knight Games will place orders with me and get stuff, so you can find uh, some of my different products on their site, and then I've got Drive RPG for the print-on-demand and digital sales, but I'm not comfortable with the idea of having a web store where at random time somebody can order something and now I have to drop everything to ship Mm -hmm. so i just that's not a great use of my time i think my time is better spent making new things and that's why i offer the older stuff in a lot of new kickstarters because i know people can't really find the last book i did or something like that
0: i'm gonna i'm gonna rewind because you had said something and i had asked you something earlier i'd asked you about making the music on the on the on the record that you're, you're putting out I don't think I was aware that you were into making music as well. Tell me a bit about your musical talent skills. A bit like, what are you, what are you?
1: (laughs) So I uh, played violin for about a decade as a kid and um, spent a lot of time with music. And I've experimented with different software packages in the past. And most of them I just didn't like. And a friend of mine was pointing me at Soundtrap almost three years ago now, right around the time the, uh, because I was locked down, I was doing nothing except working, and he knew I'd always wanted to make music, and it just clicked for me. It's the first software package, so I've got a tiny little MIDI keyboard that I use, and then uh, MIDI tracks, uh, and uh, samples, and just construct basically Music and it's super fun. It's very relaxing. It uses a different part of my brain. Mm-hmm. So if I'm finding I'm just not mentally in a place to write, and it's two a.m., I can just throw on headphones and work on some new new music. But I did a uh, Mjorkborg Yorkborg CD, a New Yorkborg uh, seven-inch record. I've done a Troika CD. I've got a Troika seven-inch record in the works. It's enjoyable.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Like a friend and I last year put together a seven inch record for the Cyborg RPG. I handled all the percussion and effects and he handled all the guitar and strings. And we released that as a free download just for people to have. And it was super fun to put together. And the record itself was an experiment with a lathe cut record. Because I had never done that before, was limited to Kickstarter. Because I wasn't going to carry any after that. You said a
0: what kind of record? A lathe cut.
1: Lathe cut. It's uh, they use a lathe and basically cut the plastic, like cut the yeah the um, music into a plastic disc one at a time. It's a weird process that's been used, I think, over a century or something.
0: Really? I, yeah. I, I don't know a lot about record production. My my music knowledge, outside of what I listen to, is pretty limited, but I, I did take that seven years of piano lessons that I hated growing up and <laughs> it turned me off of like trying to play. I took some guitar lessons as well, so I probably have more formal experience yeah. in music than a lot of folks might. I can read music. <laughs> <laughs>
1: The the keyboard that I picked up, the tiny little MIDI keyboard, has been phenomenal because uh, basically I can play anything I want and then edit the tracks once I get it into the system. So I'm super happy with it.
0: We're about out of time. Could you tell folks where they can find you online, where they can pick up stuff, and where they should go out to check you out?
1: I think the best place to find me is on Kickstarter and just do a search for Philip Reed. On uh, Drive RPG again, search for Philip Reed, you'll find my stuff. And Twitter is like the only real social media platform I use regularly. And that's Philip J. Reed is my Twitter account. And I'll be the one sitting at the computer writing something or making music, probably.
0: Excellent. Well, I want to thank you for coming on. It's been great getting a chance to chat. I, I really appreciate it thank you if you enjoy what you've heard here today give us a positive review wherever you're listening you can find me on uh on twitter and tiktok uh mastodon at logar hail crom i'm also on patreon patreon logar hail crom as well and uh keep those dice rolling